Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book, I do the review and stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Joining me today is Juliana. How are you doing, Juliana? Hello, everyone. Not too well. You're a bit tired. I'm really tired and exhausted. We have been really busy. This is actually, it's a good job I say there's no set schedule for this and it's just whenever I finish the book. And then it's like whenever I finish a book and then get enough time and energy to do it because we went away for the summer and we didn't do any podcasts in the summer yep and then we got back and i was like oh now i'm gonna have enough time to do and it turns nope. out nothing straight back into work straight like back into work work Juliana back in the office me doing some gigs so i did work last week and then my bag one of my cases didn't turn up like my suitcase didn't get go with me <laughs> yeah. on the cruise so i didn't have my keyboard for my laptop um or my mouse or my microphone or my headphones and all the other kind of stuff which i'd normally want to have when i'm do- actually doing work and also i had no change of clothes and so and nope. but i still had to do my show my juggling gear turned did turned up that was but, good yeah but my clothes didn't turn up which just means that i was in this constant yeah no, it's just a bit stressful and you know traveling around anyway i've got a i was meant to be flying today to a cruise and then they're like no no you're not flying today you're flying tomorrow and i still don't have my flights for tomorrow it's a bit stressful i'm meant it's, to be flying to athens and staying in a hotel. it's really stressful because we don't know maybe your flight is tomorrow at six o'clock in the morning and we have to get up at four yeah, and I we don't still know, don't know i don't know what time my flight is in the morning we're in this concert so anyway a little bit stressful but i was like hey i was meant to fly today and i didn't so it means i've got like this evening now where i don't really have anything planned and I was like, I'll do the podcast. I'll catch up on this podcast, which I was going to do last week while I was on the cruise. Yep. That was like my time for it. But uh, anyway, now here with you. Here Juliana. we are. So um, I uh, went through my Goodreads list and I was like, sort by number of stars descending. Okay. Of my to read list or like books I've not read yet uh, that have been that I'm on my to read list. Mm-hmm. And one of them was called The Black Sun by Rebecca Rowanhoff. Yeah, we, we, we talked about that yeah, one. Yeah, I talked about it before yeah. the summer trip. Yeah. Anyway, then I was like, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll read the second book in this in this thing. And then I was looking through on the library app of the the free audiobooks on the yeah. library app. And I was looking through and I just saw the second book. Then I was like, oh, I could have oh. read the first, but I didn't have to spend an Audible credit on the first book. <laughs> uh, I could have just got it there for free, but just, you know, you didn't look at that at the time. And I was like, oh, the second book. And I said, hey, I'd read this. I'd read the next. I'd continue on and read the next book in this series. And... Unlike, say, the Brandon Sanderson books, which are like 50, 60 hours worth of audio book long, and mm. I've decided I'm only going to do one per year because, you know, yep. I, I can catch up with that Way of Kings or what is it called? The uh, um, Rhythm of War is the next book in that series. Uh, and last year I was like, well, I'll, I'll catch up with this book and then ne- next autumn I'll read the next book. And then the year after that, a year after that, the next book like will actually come out, you know, uh, Brandon Sanderson will have yeah. finished it, you know. So I there I'm like, they, these are big things to wade through. So I was like, yeah. you're leaving a year in between. But here I was like, oh, the next book. And I said, I'll read the next book and it's here and it's available. Let's just pick up where I Go left straight off. straight in. Where I left off was The Black Sun. Is uh, Mild spoilers for that. There's there's the convergence. There's a, uh, an eclipse that's going to be taking place. And you've got to get to the place where the eclipse is taking place. And that's the city of Tova in right. some kind of alternate fantasy kind of native american slash caribbean slash inca slash all of the no what not inca that's down in peru you know Mm -hmm. um um, mayan kind of Mm -hmm. anyway all these different kind of things put together all these different mismatch of uh like pre uh european invasion of the americas fantasy kind of thing so tova is like one of the cities there and that's the place where this eclipse is happening yes and the whole point of it that um 
uh, Shiala was contracted to de- deliver um, a guy. And oh, his that name was is it, with the Serapio. Mm. Yeah. So I'm like, you, you, uh, someone who is from, you know, whatever. I, I think I said in the previous podcast, Polynesia, because she's like, uh, uh, you know, she's from oh, the, yes, the, the uh, But of course, it won't be that. It'll just be like whatever the seafaring of, of the, yeah. uh, of, of not, of not, not of probably the Caribbean slash Gulf of Mexico slash whatever that yeah. is, rather than um, uh, what am I trying to say? Polynesian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I remember is that the guy she took on the yeah. on the ship can actually transform into a crow and fly. Yeah, Was m- that? Yeah, tra- that? transform into a flock of crows and fly yeah. if he wants to, and he can control flows. C- c- control. Don't worry about all of that. Anyway, the whole point is that he. They're going to be like, no, we don't want the sun to be in charge. Like we're mm-hmm. not. We, we're going to get one over on the sun priests who killed some of us back in the day. We're the crow god, and we're actually going to bring about the end of the sun. You mm. know, the dark age. The age of the crow is that and really a good idea and it was counting down to the convergence and when he got there he was going to kill i think he's meant to kill the um the sun the pre the high priest mm-hmm. or priestess of the sun cult mm. and then the crow cult would take over for everlasting darkness and so and it was counting down to that like two weeks before the convergent 12 days before the convergence but we didn't get one that. week no and then at, right at the very <laughs> end of the book they're like and now here it is and it's happening and it kind of didn't end on a cliffhanger because that actually did happen all yeah. the stuff that was happening except that it and again i kind of give, gave this away a bit in the first podcast that the uh narumpa who is the uh, the 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 priestess of the sun she was kind of deposed and thrown into jail so when he actually killed the high priestess of the sun cult it wasn't the right person it was not the right person so what happens now is actually in the second book begins and it's like a week later or a few days later and oh it's this all, is now the aftermath yeah, the aftermath yeah. and it's still dark in tova because the eclipse has stayed there the sun is all like only in Tova, like mm. only in this one place. Yeah. But the moon is, and it's like fantasy, so they don't have to worry about the tides or or anything like that. But like this one city is still in darkness, where all these cults, you know, the the there's the different there's the insect cult and the crow tribe and the sun tribe and all this kind of stuff, and it's still left in darkness. So that's where this book begins, mm-hmm. and we have our returning characters from the first book. Uh, we have Tova. Oh no, that's the city. Sorry, and then we have Serapio, who's the 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 blind boy with the scarification and all that kind of stuff. And he's only like he's now like the the living avatar of the crow god and things. Um, and then we have Shiala, who's this, and she's thrown in jail. She's like in jail again. Like in the first book, she starts off in jail. In this book, she's like constantly in jail. Yeah. We got Narumpa, who was the sun priestess, who in the first book I found very unsatisfying and didn't really kind of like why are we spending per- time with this person. Although she did get up to some stuff in this book, a lot more with her. Akoa, okay. who is the son, my note from the first book was son of someone important, I guess. And <laughs> he's the son of the, the, the previous crow something, something person. And but that, but, but now, he was the guy who was to be transported? No, 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 that, no. That's Serapio. This oh, is Akoa. He was, again, he was like one of the minor figures in the first right. book. This book, he's, he's got more to do. Yeah. Um, but again, he, he seems to be defined as being the son of someone previously important and now the brother of the woman who is now taking over from her mother and like running the place and, and things like that so uh, and there's uh, and among those crow tribe people there's lots of polit- politi- politicking and there's like a, a religion which is growing up which is like going going yay Serapio you're the ma-. well they don't call him Serapio they call him another name which I don't remember but yeah he's kind of got to go oh what am I loyal to am I loyal to mm. the new religion which is springing up or the rebirth of this religion that's springing up around this yeah 
you know, this new crow god person, okay. or is it to the tribe? And if it's to the tribe, is it to the leader of the tribe who's now who used to be my mother and now my sister? Anyway, all that kind of stuff going on there. So sounds really and complex. And then other stuff, and because there's this stuff going on here where there's like uh, strife in Tova, suddenly there's an external threat. They're like, hey, now's the time that we plains people can go over there. And the Eagle Clan is like, now it's our time to go in and we're going to take over there. So there's like this brewing um, uh, you know, invasion <laughs> that's going to happen. And this book, bit of a second book in a trilogy kind of syndrome here, which you'll know, oh, you, you okay. know what I mean. Yeah. Suddenly we're like, ah, Nothing that important is going to happen mm-hmm. in this book. But to make it interesting, we're going to split apart our characters and move them mm-hmm. around. And then this character has to go all the way over there. All the stuff that people really don't like about the Game of Thrones in the novels, where they're just sort of like, we're on the fifth book of just moving someone. And now this person goes from this castle across up to that place and then there's a battle over here and these two people split up and you're like when's it all going to come together and again not even finish that series yeah um and uh, yeah i think too many people learn the wrong lesson from uh, empire strikes back which so many people consider the the best star wars movie and yep. i think it is the best Star Wars movie but again it relies on the first movie being really good and us liking the characters but when they split up the characters in there it, they're not separating people who have like the best chemistry like they don't go ah what we should do is split apart c3po and uh chewbacca and han solo no those yeah. those that, that trio, has trio. The, oh and also yeah. princess leia is with them because and then that's where the you know the love story is going to be yeah. so we can even though luke is over there doing that stuff over there yeah. and you know he's off with yoda and stuff, like it's okay to split apart the gang but Actually, what they needed to do is not continue this, what could have been like a love triangle. Like at the start mm-hmm. of the movie, it's a love triangle. They're like, yeah. no, 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 love triangle. Luke's going to go over there and do training. Yeah. And he's going to have a connection with Leia at the end. And, you know, he's going to have that. But we realize that by two thirds of the way through the movie, um, Han Solo and Leia are fucking, you know, it's it's obvious, you know, and they're, they're loving it. They're saying, yeah, love you by the end of the, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And what they, what, unfortunately what happens in this is that there was this love story, will they, won't they kind of thing brewing all the way through that first book with Shiala and Serapio. Yeah. But like I say, the, um, if we're talking about this tall wave squeak or stuff, which was what that was the, the topic of conversation, wasn't it? In this first book, <laughs> yes. like a big romance uh, aspect of it is yeah. there, you know, yeah. it feels like young adults but also it feels like romance you know there's Mm -hmm. there has to be that and it was good and now in this book they're like oh and those two people who are romantically linked and should be together and that they're and she's like oh no but she's in jail yeah but then she just goes away and she's like oh i need to get to him send him word but then she gets kind of taken away but like volunteers either way they get split up and they don't see each other for the entirety of this novel Okay. But she's still the lovelorn girlfriend who's like longing after him. And her whole arc now is defined by her. Like in the first one, she didn't really do very much. She was just like a a delivery driver. You know, she was like, say, hey, you deliver this person over there. And then she became like a love interest or he was her love interest. Mm -hmm. But she seemed to be like the the best the, the most defined character in the first one you know i said oh she's like the one that you know you this is the character that you remember yeah. from the book i read the wikipedia page and it's pretty much that's that's what rebecca roanhorse that's what it says on the wikipedia page that she said about shiala she's like oh that was the first character that really clicked with me in this novel and i was like yeah no shit this is her story that she happens to be spectating these other more important people and they're doing stuff but in her 
her own in the story she feels like the main character but she's like one of the more passive characters like okay. she doesn't and in this it's even worse even though she feels like one of the main characters and her growth as a person and the revelation of her backstory feels like one of the main things she just she's just kind of hanging around and like pining over her lost love and she never even gets together like look you fucked one time like you were together for two weeks and fucked one time he's literally the embodiment of a god bringing around the destruction of a city or world or whatever like is he really worth it and she's like oh i want to be with him and i was like oh my goodness so who do we follow along all of them and more characters they're all doing their own things in oh. different places and we just get it's a fantasy book this is what happens in fantasy books yeah. we're like and now let's follow this story and this story and this story and mm. um, again it's not bad i'm just saying this is a common issue with second books in series yeah. and this falls for it hard so it it kind of goes it, diver it diverges into yeah. uh, lots of directions so yeah. either in the third book or however many books are in this series then at some point they come all oh, yeah, together yeah. again and then you have the whatever whatever meeting thing yeah. again so how, how many books are there i don't know i, I oh, hopefully three hopefully this is like <laughs> one more hopefully it's a trilogy okay. it's if if you get to the end of the third book and they're actually like and now one more so when did this come out uh this year like that's what oh, that's why i could or recently in fact i could click a... on i literally have the page out here oh, yeah we uh, haven't first even published... mentioned look we haven't even mentioned the title yet oh yeah between earth and sky book number two fevered scar star by oh yeah i never mentioned the title no. i just said second book and it was yep. people People have been looking at the the, the photo so. of me so and you So we're talking about Fevered Star by Rebecca Roanhouse. Rowan Horse. Rowan Horse. Probably not Rowan House if it's Rowan. spelled horse, but either horse. way. I couldn't see that I from here. It's, it's pretty good there. So uh, let me go back over to my notes because uh, I do remember this book, but I couldn't remember everything I wanted to say about it. So I had to go back to my notes here. Um, oh, yeah. Also, these there were sort of like other themes explored here is very like family focused it's all like oh this person you know i've got something with the mother you know like oh, the mother was the big thing and then and like like the main one of the main points or one of the main thematic explorations is like this person has a thing with her brother and they were you know they had a history with the brother and now it's a sort thing. of yeah well like a um Uh, a, a splitting apart and then a reconciliation oh, kind of thing okay. and then there's another one and that's uh yeah that's Narumpa and then Akoa and his sister they're they've got a thing as well where he's like is like he should be the important one because he's the battle king and there's battles coming up but then she's now the political head and is taking over and okay. it feels like I don't know I'm not saying that Rebecca Roanhorse had a fractured uh, history with her brother slash sister or whoever it might be out there yeah. uh, but it just feels like very strong that it's suddenly like the one of the main like uh, uh, the big theme for two of our main characters is their relationship with their um with their brother and sister okay uh yeah so so, so. but do they all resolve in the same kind of like oh uh, and then at the uh, at some point they they split up but then now they 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 talked it out and i now don't need to go into that i mean because okay. it's kind of in this book that would be getting into spoiler territory okay, into how we, these relationships resolve but oh, let's okay. let's leave it there um Okay, so did you remember in the first book, I said, uh, when in my review of the first book, I said, look, I was mostly enjoying this book. Like, I gave it three and a half stars, which is pretty good yep. for a fantasy book. Yeah. But then I was like, I was writing down all these questions, like, why this? What's going on? Why mm -hmm. this? Like, all that kind <laughs> yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and I was like, it. why is it so, like, why Why do we, why is it such a chunky book and so much is happening? But and think, but I, I have all these questions. Why aren't they being answered? It literally felt like, 
I sent that podcast back in time to Rebecca Rowanhorse when she was writing this book last year, <laughs> and she just went through and answered all the questions. Good. So, for example, why did he wait until two weeks out before starting the quest? Why wasn't he in place months before to make it? Who was the prince who paid for the whole trip? Oh, yeah, Balan, this, this prince who was it mentioned at the start of the first book, who was like, hey, I'm springing you out of jail. Get this person over there. Suddenly, he's now a point of view character, and we follow along, and he's like doing all the machinations behind the screen. She's like, oh, I get it. Oh, he's contact. Oh, right. He He's, and he's all of his like nefarious like conspiracy theorying well not theory his actual conspiracies behind the scenes he's pulling all the strings of people okay you actually see it from his point of view and you're like ah right now i understand like why this he is happening he had to be in, in, in introduced yeah and, he's uh, actually introduced yeah. also there's iktan who is from our first book is our non-binary character and Oh, I can't remember the pronouns. X-E. Uh, what is it? Shay. Shay is pulling all, all the strings. Because mm-hmm. this is a, a, a Tor Wave Squeakore book, so we have to have a non-binary character with some new pronouns thrown in there to... to, uh, to uh, Shay, okay. Shay. Shay. Shay, I think. Anyway, I looked on the reviews because I couldn't re- remember the word, and it's spelt X-E. So not she or he, but... G. 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 The thing is, I listened to this in an audiobook. And I had to return the audiobook to the library after three weeks and um, or two oh, weeks. Oh, oh, it's a two okay. week audiobook. You can't two remember. Weeks. Can't remember. Didn't go back and <laughs> okay. listen to it. Um, so Iktan, also another character who has been doing stuff behind the the scenes, giving away a little bit from the first book. You're like, oh, what what is their? I'm just going to call them they. Uh, what is their uh, thing? Like, you know, why are they acting all weird? And it turns out, yep, they were acting weird because they were again pulling some strings, double crossing, doing all that kind of stuff in the background. None of which was made explicit in the first book, but in the second book, you're like, and all along it was that person doing this stuff. And I was like, okay, thanks. Like this was questions I had in the first book. Okay. Um, Narumpa, I had all these questions. These are literally my notes from the previous review. What does she want? Why is she disliked? What did she do wrong? What was in the letter she wrote why did her brother change so drastically from one chapter to the next why what did her brother do after she left you know all of these different questions Mm. like she wrote a letter to her her brother and was like send that off and make sure my brother gets it and and i was in the first book i was like he never got it what's in the letter no we didn't know if he got it or not and also what was in the letter and it was driving me crazy like this is like a major that felt like a major plot point in the book and it was just left and in this book uh, uh, you know when they meet up again she was like you got my letter it's like yeah it only had three words in it I was like oh right Rebecca Roanhorse knew what was in the letter and yeah. thought oh it's only three words long because it's like a you know a code mm. that he wouldn't and I was like oh you could have just said what those three words are. like I left that first book going what's going on why is this going on um, so this Second book is kind of a Q&A. Yeah, well, it's not Q&A. It's just all the A's. All, it's, 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 all I, the A's to the Q's. The Q's are in the first book. And then you get over to Shiala, um, who I was like, uh, in, the, in the first book, I was like, what is she doing? Is she, you know, like, she's she's a mermaid person, like her from a, like an Amazonian tribe. Not an Amazonian, but like an all-women nation over there. Okay. And they, and I was like, well, how does that work? And it was never really explained. And I was like, and what did she do wrong? Like, she's cast out she's like an outcast from them she's not been back but she's really good at sailing um but what did she do wrong to be thrown out of her country and why mm. doesn't she want to go back and mm. and how does that society work with it all being women and do they get together and fuck some men and then kill them and it's like yeah they kind of do it's like the you know the praying mantis kind mm-hmm. of thing you know and 
and it's all explained in this book. And I was like, oh, great. All of that backstory for that character that I was <laughs> felt was missing in that first book. You know, the thing that I say about the tall wave squeak or which is the like the the cipher or the character who doesn't have a backstory, who feels really young. And you're like, oh, it's just a blank character yeah. for, for it to be easy to get into. And you know the, the, the to, like a Disney princess yeah, who's been yeah. locked in a, like a, a like the mother died when she was young mm-hmm. and now you know you can just go like and now her first experience with the characters felt like that mm. even though they did have a backstory and I was like just give me this backstory why aren't we getting this backstory and the same with Narumpa like what was she doing like why wasn't she liked like what why was she thrown in jail why were people conspiring against her what was what happened to her that she was so disliked that her own people would conspire against her and then throw her in jail mm. and it turns out yeah that's all explained here in book number two and i was like oh right now Good. we get her story and we get all the backstory of shiela and Narumpa. and in the first book we only got the backstory of like akoa and serapio like the two men and here mm. this book we get the backstory of the two women mm-hmm. and i was like oh why didn't you just give me that in the first book uh, so i have one question here what the first book how how long how big was that about the same size you know uh I will go over to Audible. Uh, I can't type. Uh, audible.com. I'm going to now look at my library. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the second book because that was from the library, library app. Library app, yeah. All right, once my um, password. This is riveting podcasting. I'm so sorry. Luke, but I Luke just... types his password into audible.com. I hope everyone hit it. Okay, so Black Sun uh, was... Oh, I used to... Uh, 12 hours and 47 minutes so okay. like 13 hour audiobook okay and the second well, book is about the same okay so um my my first idea was um did my- the publisher decide to split one no, big it, thing no, it doesn't two, feel two. that way it doesn't feel that way it feels like two books because mm. like the arc of the first book did complete you know okay. although i what I liked about that was it was very clear how much time had passed because it was like two weeks before yeah. this date. And now it's sort of like, it just says something, something, something. We're in this, we're in this city. Uh, cr- the year of the crow one. Oh no, what is it? Uh, year one of the era of the crow. Because, you know, the, the crow was Now we're crowing to how to forward. It doesn't actually count forward because everything happens in the same year. So it's no. all just year. Of the, and I wish it would just be like 15 days after the <laughs> conversion. I, I wish it was then counting up, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like to actually that's give a, me some. That's always one of the things that I, I struggle so much with pregnancy. At some point, like it, pregnancy is always counted in weeks. Yeah. I never count anything in weeks. Yeah. Uh, and then the same with children once they're born you know first you counted weeks and there are days uh, and then weeks days yeah. and then weeks yeah. and then at some point you just okay now now we're counting yeah, like a year and a half yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway so i'm just saying that the the thing that really tied me into the, that first book or not tied me into which really gave it a structure and a sense mm. of something's coming up was the countdown it was the countdown and mm. in this book th- there's not a countdown to anything and there's not a count up from anything mm. it just feels like people are moving around and stuff does happen um but yeah, what's my next note here? Middle book syndrome. I already mentioned that one. Um, oh yeah, the idea of the the um, the, uh, the the idea of the, the temporarily temporarily embarrassed millionaires that we talked about with the political form of this of of squeakor, which is like the neoliberal kind of mm. um, uh, everything's fine. Uh, rising tides lifts all boats. But actually, what happens is we're going to funnel all the power into a smaller and smaller group of more and more powerful people, yep. and the rest of the people can like in this book. Literally, like I said, every working class person who was mentioned was kind of killed off mm-hmm. by our more powerful godlike people. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's always all of these books feels like all of our main characters are like 
temporarily not quite yeah not quite the most powerful people the in their in their society yeah. or in the world or they are avatars of gods mm. or they have superpowers or they have other powers and th- by the end of the book the mm. people who don't have superpowers if they're a main character then they'll get their magical superpowers yeah um and you know it keeps get building and building and building and and it's like everyone is important like this person is a prince and now this person is the head of this city and this mm. person is going to lead all of this and that person like say, and if an they are not there then they are a sibling of somebody yeah yeah um yeah they have connections to that power mm. and i thought well at least shiala she managed to get her superpowers mm-hmm. you know but at least she's just a, a sailor she's just you know she worked her is way she? up no it turns yeah. up her mother <laughs> turns up and they're like you never told us you were the, the you were the daughter of uh, the queen of the thing. And she's like, no, 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 it's not like that. She's like temporarily the the, the representative of that. You know, it's, it's more like a president or like, you know, she, she's not like born an envoy. Into, yeah, like she's an envoy. Yeah, mm. pretty much what it says. But you're like, but everyone then suddenly starts treating her. Oh, you're the princess of mm. the, of the, I can't remember the name of the tribe or the nation now. And I'm like... Oh, right. So even our lowly character who was like, you know, palling around and having to work mm. for a living. Mm. Turns out if she hadn't run away from her people, she was like the daughter of the most important person there. And I'm like, oh, uh, man, you're all learning the wrong lessons for them for Kozigan Saga. Yeah. You know, I mentioned this before. It's like every like there isn't a way of and the same thing happens with, you know, talking about going back to Star Wars. Like, no, everyone's important. Oh, what this person? Yeah, they're really important. And that person. Yeah, they're really important. And that person. Yeah, they're actually related over there. As well. And this person. No, they're really important. Oh, they're actually a Skywalker. And that's person. But there's never a character who can just be like a person who's just a person. Yeah. Like either everybody is has temporarily not got their or their their pre superpowers or they're temporarily not the governor of an entire nation or the son of a prime minister or whatever yeah, it but is. But they get there. Yeah, everybody gets that. Like there isn't there isn't a viewpoint character mm. of somebody who is just a person. Yeah. And by the way, and this is the this is the the political side of this is that everybody who gains that doesn't be like, oh, now I'm going to look around and go, oh, I used to be a poor person, I'm going to make life better for the poor. It's like, no, no. I'm now powerful and I've got it, you know. And it's yeah. such the American dream, toxic wealth collection. I'm pulling myself up by my bootstraps. It's all of this kind of stuff, which again, politically, I really dislike and yeah. uh, and. I don't know. I find it very distasteful, but it's all over this book. However, I said before, like, oh, our main characters, our love thing, one of the things that brings them together is them killing all of the poor sailors on the boat because they're frightened of the most powerful people Mm. in the world at the moment. Here's two of the most powerful, dangerous people in the world. And the way that they solve that problem of all these people being afraid, frightened of them is kill all the people who are frightened of you. Yeah. And I was like, without even any remorse. And that's kind of what brings them together. And then they fuck or whatever. Not. It's not quite a a b c. There's a there's a, other stuff happens between then, but it's it does feel like a bonding moment for them to kill all the poor sailors in the boat with them. Okay. Instead of flying away or swimming away because they are crow people and mermaids. Uh, yeah. Like, either way, and I said all without remorse. Turns out in this book, remorse. So even the stuff that I didn't okay. like in the first book, I was like, hey, whoa, wait a second, like what's this person do they're like the solution is kill everyone around me and in this book they're like fuck i don't want to kill everyone around again. me again <laughs> like it's no it literally is that so i'm like ah oh, i wish I, I wish the solution to my problems wasn't just kill every single li- less powerful person around me and leave a, a wasteland of death and destruction in my wake i wish i didn't do it so there is a little bit of remorse and a little bit of post-traumatic stress about those kind of things oh, okay 
Um, At least that. I have finished my review. Okay. I'm so sorry. I just, it's yeah. so Yuliana's hard. Yuliana's like now I'm, yawning and falling asleep because she was at I'm work really, for six hours really, a day. I'm really, really struggling. Um, so You don't have to ask any more questions? Are you uh, going to? No, I want to ask because oh, that what, so, keeps me actually oh, okay. going. Ask the questions. Know? I'll stop talking. Um, are you going to continue this series? Are you interested? Yeah, I am actually, because again, for all of my negativity against this, it's brisk. It moves along. I'm, yeah. I, I mostly enjoy it. The magic is fun. The world building is fun. The Just the setup is fun. Like, it's all fun stuff. Yeah. But I'm just saying it has all the hallmarks of weaker novels. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like all the, like the polit politics I don't like and the character building, some <laughs> of the characters I don't like, and it's a bit simplistic in some ways. But for a book that I was literally listening to on our summer holidays um it's, to send it's me to sleep at night about the context right when you, like, when you read what book and i did oh sorry come in no no, no i was just gonna say it was from the library and then i had to finish it quickly because yeah. it's all like this is due back in three days and i was like oh that just happened to me <laughs> yeah you didn't get to the end of your la latest book and uh, there can be the top the The, the time when you can extend it but only yeah. if there's not a, another person waiting for it yeah. so now I have to wait two weeks until that person is done with this book and then I can get it back and yeah. continue so yeah there are there are some issues like again there are issues with it but mm. it's a brisk read mm. it's totally fun if you're into the tall wave squeak or which I'm not going to go into now this is kind of like a, 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 a And again, that's why I don't like calling it squeaker because that seems that it only brings out the negatives of that. But yeah. if that is what you want, like if you want something from a different point of view, a non-male, non-white author doing something interesting with, you know, different influences, mm -hmm. this is perfect. This is a perfectly good version of that, yeah. you know. It's much better than other people's versions of that, which yeah. are written by white people and males. And they're like, oh, I'm going to have a strong female character. And yeah. you're like, eh, are you really John Scalzi? <laughs> is that really your job to be doing that? Like, yeah. is, you know, um, yeah. either way, I'm just saying it for, for what it is, if you want politics which luke thinks is a bit weird and uh a bit depressing intrigue yeah court court stuff uh, no, no no i'm saying no i'm saying the politics of the author and the, and the oh, text yeah, yeah. of the yeah, book yeah. Yes. isn't great but also there's politics going on inside the story of the book yeah. and in this book it's slightly better than the first book but not like it's i mean it's not you're not reading you know, CJ Sherry's uh, uh, series, which are like, and now politics. And you're like, oh, it's heavy. Like Kim Stanley Robinson. Like I will now construct mm. an entire society. Just to talk about this from scratch. Just to talk about this one political idea I had when I was 17 years old. And it's been in my head since I, for the last 40 years. And yeah. now it's going to come out and I'm going to construct this whole thing. And you're like, wow, you made that political point very well with all these characters. You know, it, it's not that, you know, it's not like, no, kind not of, that. but Yeah. And now here's the important question. Yeah. What's the rating? Well, three and a half stars because it's, again, I oh, enjoyed it. you keep it. it on the same level? Yeah, it's like the same level because okay. it, while it did answer all the questions in the first book, it just made me more frustrated that all those questions weren't answered. In, mm. Like, which is like all the, the character building, like it doesn't, like if you finish your first book and don't reveal the backstory of the main character, I don't think, oh, this is going to be really satisfying when I get it to it in book number two, when it becomes relevant. I think, what was the deal? What was that deal? Like she was, if that, she was the main character, what was her deal? Like, yeah. that's what I think. And like, yeah, there's issues 
with the with the first book which are paid off in the which are resolved in this book but then there's issues in this book which is like oh second book in a trilogy stop splitting more, apart the yeah. characters moving mm-hmm. around yeah, not, yeah. not a lot of sense of direction yeah. uh so they're yeah. gonna, gonna meet up again maybe yeah, no, i mean no they are meeting up they're all coming together again at the end of this book but it feels again like oh they're all come together and next wait a year until the next book and but i will have to wait a new year for the next book because it'll probably come out next year okay because this one came out in april the one before came out the year before you know yeah. So, so just probably, wait around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, three and a half stars. Uh, Rebecca Rowanhorse's Fevered Star. Cool. And uh, let's quickly look here between Earth and Sky. Let's look for book number three. Book number three is called The Mirrored Heavens, expected publication date 2023. There you go. Yep. So I, can, we have I can read it next year. Okay. Um, that is it. Uh, what's the next book? What do you mean? What's the next book that you read? Or uh, yeah, I'm still read? one book behind that I finished on yeah. my last trip. Yep. Uh, last week, which is the Invincible, which was actually one of the two books that I got for us to listen to on our trip in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we listened to oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we listened to the Planet of Exile. Yeah. Uh, but this is the Invincible. It's by Stanis. Stanislav Lem. Stanislav Lem. Stanislav yeah. Lem. Mm. Uh, uh, and I've only read like one of his books, which is Solaris. And yeah. this is another book about people going down onto a planet and it's kind of an alien planet and they don't Ooh. understand the alien life that's there. Maybe is that what's happening? Either way, finish that book. Yeah. And I will do a review. Maybe I won't do it on this work trip because I'm not taking it's, my laptop because I'm going to be away too, for two days. Too short too, so yeah. probably on Tuesday next week, I will collect together my notes for that and do the review tuesday next week of that book maybe next week maybe don't don't say tuesday because i'm just saying I'm, I'll, I'm home on monday and then tuesday is the first possible time i'll get to record that podcast because again i'm not taking it last time i didn't have all my stuff with me because my bag didn't arrive mm. this time i'm just not You're taking just not it because t- nah. i'm only away for three days it's not worth it. like if i fly on tomorrow Saturday. oh i just got an email oh i just saw a notification uh, yes let's have please a look. let it be flights yes please let it be flights let me check here urgent extent uh just putting luke on copy so he'll be in the loop for flight details oh it's not my flight details it's people sending uh, uh, uh yes he does need new flights travel please update as soon as possible so yes i'm i'm copied in on the people who are we're uh, talking about you needing urgently flights yeah, instead of you no, actually no getting crew, ma- crew movement or immigration in Santorini tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's tricky. Great. Normally when I go on these cruise ships, I'm uh, I'm listed as a passenger or a yeah. contractor or a service staff, yeah. which is different. And, but on this ship, I'm listed as crew. Mm. So all of the regulations and apparently all the training that I meant to have as the crew and all these other, you know, visas That's and things so like dumb. that that I meant to have, I don't have. No, because you're, not, you're not crew. I'm not crew. It's totally dumb. But they oh. put me in a crew cabin, but they don't pay me like the like the people in those crew cabins yeah. or whatever. I get my guest entertainer fees, but none of the none of the urgency of actually uh, like oh no, this person is actually doing their job tomorrow night. It's crazy. Um, so let's see how it will be. Well, either way, I'm gonna go to bed soon. Yeah, I'm gonna so go they, to bed they, soon they, as well. They, they should just get this shit. To I'm gonna edit Sorry. this podcast uh, <laughs> later in the morning because I'm not doing this evening. So, I'm too tired. Oh, we need to get a photo of the two of us too in this podcast. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, we need we, to do that. Ah, oh, damn it, we're still recording the podcast. Uh, thanks a lot for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.